0: Contracts. Salary caps. Why do our favorite teams make some of the moves they do? It's usually the money. It's time for The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. This podcast is presented by BetOnline.ag. It's your online sports book experts. They're the exclusive partners, you know, of Podcast One Sportsnet You can use promo code PODCAST1. You receive a 50% sign-up bonus. That's betonline.ag. I want to start you out with a rant. This is a branch Rants edition, end-of-year edition of the Business of Sports couple rants for you. The major one's going to be about Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles. What happens going forward to this magical player who changes the game, it seems, every time this year, past couple years. We'll talk a lot about Nick Foles. The first rant of the week, as we look towards the end of the NFL season, I thought I'd take you behind the curtain on what really happens with these teams, especially, or exclusively, the ones that are not making the playoffs. Obviously, there'll be plenty of time to talk about the playoffs, talk about what happens, the road to the Super Bowl, the excitement of moving towards that date. But really, now we're talking about the 20 teams. I sit here on a Wednesday, the day after Christmas, and literally five days, it's over. And the finality of it is really something I always never... You can't really express how final it seems when that happens. So what's happening is, as of Sunday, now there are only a few teams sort of alive for the playoffs that won't make it. Certainly in the NFC, it's only either Minnesota or Philadelphia that won't make it. Pretty much everyone else, you know you're going on vacation on Sunday night. As for the AFC, there are a couple more teams involved. But again, 20 teams are done on Sunday, December 30th, not to return to their teams until April with the off-season workout program. Listen, again, the CBA is very clear on this. It was a priority in CBA negotiations for the union to mandate, and I I repeat, mandate time away from the facility, time away from coaches, time away from trainers, time away from strength coaches, time away from the rigors of what goes on at the facility. So they're basically saying to players, get out, You know, like that movie, get out, get away for three and a half months. And they do. Now, we're talking about a three-and-a-half-month break where if players and coaches communicate, they cannot communicate about football. Now, again, no one's going to press them on it. You know, No one's really going to say, did you talk about a play when you ran into each other at the grocery store? Did you talk about something else when you called to congratulate the guy on a new baby or an anniversary or a birthday or whatever it is? You know, I don't think that will ever be enforced, but that's the rule. So I guess what I want to impress upon you, having been in the situation for many years in Green Bay, now in Green Bay, it was often a day after a playoff game, not a day after the season, but the feeling is the same. Finality, sadness, loneliness. You walk into that rocker room that was so busy since July 20-something, and It's empty. It's empty. Clothes have been cleared out, boxes have been cleared out, sweats have been cleared out, shoes have been cleared out. Nameplates still are over the lockers, but that's all going to change. It's an empty room and it's an empty building except for front office and staff for about three and a half months. So people don't get exclusively. And again, Green Bay is not the most geographically desirable place in the dead of winter, I just remember that day seeing players walk out with boxes, seeing them, them walk out with their remains from their locker into their cars, and it becomes a ghost town, and players would ask me every year, one guy, Al Harris, used to ask this every year, but other players as well, like Drew, call me Andrew or Drew, do you have to be here in the offseason? I mean, do you, are you really here in the offseason too? And I said, yeah, it's my job. You know, i, I got to be here. It's my job. I, I can't just take off like you guys can. So it was always sort of a stark reminder of the business of football that is so final and so fast that in five days, 20 teams, and then the week after four teams, and the week after four more teams, and the week after two more teams, and even the Super Bowl champion and the Super Bowl runner-up, that finality hits the day after the Super Bowl. They're gone, gone until mid-April when these off-season workout programs started. Now these off-season workout programs are nine weeks, where they used to be 14 or even longer. There used to be all kinds of minicamps. Now there's only one mandatory minicamp. So things are a lot different. So the rant here is that, as you listen to this, know that on Monday morning, December 31st, these locker rooms are becoming ghost towns in the NFL fast. And here's the real cold part of the business. Many of these players will leave never to return again. Never To return again. So think about that. These players are going to leave never to return again. They may never touch that building again. Because starting after the Super Bowl, you got waivers, and especially veterans on big contracts that aren't guaranteed, they're likely going to be shed. I mean, a lot of these guys are shed. Again, the value of the contracts, we'll talk about that going forward, is really about as much as a piece of paper when they're non guaranteed. So we'll see a lot of that happening over the next few weeks but again think about the starkness of it 80 to 90 players including practice squad are just they're off to disperse it's a ghost town as of Monday evening December 31st and then and then some of these players will not return again so the finality the starkness of the NFL season is upon us by the time I talk to you next week We'll only have eight teams playing instead of 32, eight teams in full gear. Now, again, eight teams playing, four teams on bye. But that is the stark nature of the business of football upon us soon as we head towards the end of the season. Before we get to the next rant, which is all about Nick Foles and what happens next, I want to give you a word from LinkedIn Jobs. The right hire can make a huge impact on your business So important to find the right person. Job boards, you know, they just don't cut it. So don't leave finding someone great to chance. You can go to where it happens with job opportunities. That's LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has members who haven't recently visited job boards, but nine out of ten LinkedIn members are open to new opportunities. 70% of the U.S. workforce is on LinkedIn. This is where you get your job opportunity in front of the right people, people who are qualified ready for something new. It's the best way to find the right person. And that's why a new hire is made every 10 seconds on LinkedIn. Hurry to linkedin.com BOS. That's business of sports, BOS. Get 50% off your first job posts. That's linkedin.com BOS. Get 50%, I'm sorry, $50 off your first job post. LinkedIn.com slash BOS. Terms and conditions do apply. LinkedIn talent Solutions the right way to make a hire. All right, let's go to our rant of the week. That is about Nick Foles. Listen, here's what's going on. For the second straight year, there's a magic going on in Philadelphia. Now, I'm partial to it because I live around Philadelphia. This guy is a revelation. His name is Nick Foles. He has sparked some magic for the Eagles for the second straight year in December. We'll find out this weekend if that will last through January. But there's something about this guy. And again, the playoff picture, if Minnesota wins, they're in. If Minnesota loses and the Eagles beat Washington, which I fully expect them to do with Nick Foles, then the Eagles are in. Now they need a Minnesota loss. So again, nothing is certain. Minnesota does play the Bears. We don't know how hard the Bears are going to play. We'll find out soon. But we'll know in a few days if Nick Foles continues his magical ascent as he did last year. There's something about this guy. Teammates respond to him. Chris Long on the Eagles has built a shrine to him. He's a special guy. Every time I hear him interview, there's a humility about him. There's life lessons and perseverance and and grit and humility. It's just amazing with this guy. And we all know the story. He was essentially retired. Andy Reid calls him out of the blue, he goes to, he's talked back in, backs up in Kansas City for a year, somehow ends up back in Philadelphia, but he's behind this wonder kid, Carson Wentz, who got hurt this time last year. Wentz came and won the Super Bowl, had a couple eh games early in the year while Wentz was getting ready to come back. Wentz comes back, now Wentz is out again with a mysterious back injury, and Nick Foles is doing it again. He is a revelation. There is something about him, and If the Eagles get in the playoffs, watch out for this guy. And to the point where you wonder even if the Bears want to lose to the Vikings to play the Vikings again instead of Nick Foles and the Eagles. Listen, no one's thinking they're going to actually dump the game, but that has to cross your mind again. There's something about this guy. But the point of this rant is not just to say there's something about him. The point is a sad one for Philadelphia fans, for the Eagles, for Nick Foles, because he can't be back. He won't be back. It just can't happen. As much as Philadelphia fans love Nick Foles, as much as he's been a revelation, it just can't happen again. So there are two situations going on. You have the Carson Wentz contract and the Carson Wentz injury all in one, and then the Nick Foles contract, which is really a reason why it's not going to happen. First, let's deal with Wentz. That's the easier contract situation to deal with. First, on the injury front, yes, knee injury last year seemed healed, back injury this year the conversation coming out of the Eagles is whether there's an asterisk on him for injury or not, he's the guy. You know, he's a young ascending, proven young quarterback. That's what everyone wants in the league. And he's got a contract. The contract is finishing year three of a rookie contract, second pick in the draft those four years worth about $27 million, average about $6.7 million per over those four years, which is chump change for a top quarterback like Wentz and he has been in that level of conversation with these top veterans making 25 to $30 million a year. So such incredible value for the Eagles. They have next year and in this offseason they can apply an option year on Wentz. So they have two years left on Wentz really. And if you want to keep talking it out, they have a franchise tag. So Under normal circumstances, if he were not injured, I would expect the proactive, contractually active Eagles to do a big deal this offseason and give him the the market level rate, whatever that is, fifty to sixty million guaranteed. And Nick, I'm sorry, Carson Wentz would be signed essentially for the bulk of his career in Philadelphia. However, there's complicating factors now with the injuries. My sense is, and if it were me, I'd wait. You have the luxury of time with with Carson Wentz. You have next year. You have an option year. You potentially have a franchise tag year. Now, if he gets through next year healthy, you do a deal. But right now, I can't see them doing a deal. Sure, they could do a deal that has all kinds of escalators, performance incentives for Wentz, de-escalators if he doesn't play. But if I'm Wentz's reps, I don't do that deal. I only do that deal if I'm secretly worried about his future health. So my sense is on the Wentz side of things, no issue let it play out. He's your quarterback. He'll be fine. Don't do a new deal. Do a new deal maybe sometime next year if he continues to play. The Wentz contract is the easy one, and let's not kid anyone. He is the quarterback for the Eagles in the future. Now let's get to Foles. If only it were that easy looking at his contract. Foles had his contract adjusted after his Super Bowl MVP performance last year. He went from whatever it was in 2018 to basically nine million guaranteed, two million bonus, four million salary, three million roster bonus, and then all kinds of per game incentives, which he's made. Per game incentives go way up if he makes the playoffs, and performance incentives. So he'll make north of ten million this year. That's the easy part. Now, 2019. Here's what here's what happens. So I'm about to give you the definitive look at what happens to Nick Foles' contract situation going forward. A month before the new league year, so new league year is March 13th, say February whatever, February 10th, the Eagles have to decide to exercise an option on Nick Foles or not. That option requires a $20 million salary for 2019. If they exercise the option, Nick Foles then has five days to accept that, or to void the option by paying back $2 million, basically the signing bonus he got in 2018. If he pays back the $2 million bonus, voids the option, he's a free agent. If he does nothing, he accepts the option, and it becomes guaranteed five days into the new league year, so March 18th. Now, so here's what can happen. The Eagles have to decide if they exercise the option or not. My sense is they don't, and Nick Foles immediately becomes a free agent. If they do, Nick Foles can then buy out of that for $2 million and become a free agent again. If he doesn't, he got a $20 million guaranteed contract as of five days into the league year. Theoretically, the Eagles could exercise the option, trade him in the first five days of the league year without having to guarantee the contract. Or they could have it guaranteed and trade him later in the offseason, even though it's guaranteed someone will take that on. I just think none of this makes sense for the Eagles to carry a $20 million backup when your starter's making $6 million and to have it on your cap and have it on your cash and have it on your cap and restrict what you can do otherwise, the Eagles are, are going to be tight. So I just don't see it. Now, again, what other thing can happen is the Eagle. everything's negotiable. The Eagles and, and Foles can come to some sort of new agreement. But again, why would foals do that? The thing with Foles is it's more than money. He wants to play, and he should play. And we're not going to get into what teams need a quarterback. That's for another day. But he wants to play, and he won't play in Philadelphia but for Wentz's injury. That's not a great situation. That's what he's had the past couple years. It's worked out splendidly and may do so again. But as Doug Peterson referred to him, he's the bailout guy. You don't want to be the bailout guy. It's great. You know, if you have no other options, but I think he'll have other options. So my sense is Foles won't be in Philadelphia past either this week or this next month if somehow the Eagles get in and go on a roll like they did last year. It's sad. He's lovable. He's loved by Philadelphia teammates, Philadelphia fans, probably the organization. But he just can't stay. It's like a breakup. You just got to go. And that's why it's so sad that Nick Foles cannot be in Philadelphia. It just won't work. He's got a contract for $20 million. Now, you know, people say, well, why don't he take $10 million and get some more incentives, which is basically what he did this past year. But it's just not there. He's got, he is better than so many quarterbacks out there. He's got a magic about him. He's not mobile, but he's an athlete and he just has this way about him. And One thing about Foles, he is the ultimate flatliner, and I say that in a good way. He has nothing gets to this guy. Nothing gets to him. So we have this situation with Foles. He just can't stay. He just can't stay. Uh, So there's a story. Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles will have to part soon. Yes, there's contractual uh, obligations that could keep him here for $20 million. I don't see it. Number one, I don't see the Eagles exercising the option. Number two, if they do, I see Foles getting out. Number three, if he doesn't get out, I see the Eagles trading him, whether it's the $20 million becomes guaranteed or not. So that's where we are. And I do think in all of this, the Eagles want to do right by Nick Foles. And they're not going to hold them sitting around even at a $20 million number. It just doesn't make sense for them or for Foles if they're no intention in keeping them at that number. Now, if they intend to keep them at that number and have a $20 million backup, okay, more power to them. I just don't see it. You know, this is a smart, salary cap savvy team. I don't see that at all. That's my rant about Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles, which is... Just a different situation. You know, it's for that to happen is going to be very different. Now, a word from Simply Safe. Home security is something we know we need to do, we just never get around to it. There's always something holding you back. Now, you have to, because, fellow procrastinators, now's the time to act. Simply Safe Home Security has an extended holiday sale ending soon. It got rid of all the reasons not to get home security. Nothing should come between you and protecting your home. We're talking no contracts, no markups, no complicated installation. Professional quality home security, that's so easy you'll have it up and running in minutes. You could add this epic to-do list right now. Get it off your list. Go to simplysafecom slash brandt, B-R-A-N-D-T, my name. Order before January 8th to save with their extended holiday sale. That's simplysafecom slash brandt before January 8th, the best in home security. It's now time to hear from you. If you've got a question for the podcast, leave me a voicemail, 484-416-5654, 484-416-5654. I'll answer them right here on the Business of Sports podcast. This week's question is from a repeat caller. It's Eric. Hey, Andrew, what's up? Eric McClung here. Uh, Glad to be on the show again. I think you answered two of my calls before, so hopefully we go three for three. Uh, curious your thoughts, the Baker Mayfield versus Hugh Jackson feud. Um, to me, I would imagine that other players hold grudges against coaches that did not give them an opportunity to start. Uh, it just seems like maybe the media is getting it carried away with a number one pick versus the worst head coach ever. So just curious if you're, to hear some of your experiences about other players that have maybe have had issues with coaches and, uh, if we can, you know, find out that this is maybe not such a unique circumstance. Thanks. Yeah, Eric, it's really an interesting question. Listen, I, I think the Baker Mayfield-Hugh Jackson feud is really kind of unique. There's all kinds of players that hold grudges against coaches for not playing them, for benching them, for not playing them the right way, for coaching them the wrong way. But this is unique because you have this, this uh, what do you want to call it? This is actually uh, two times of face-to-face as a former coach in the same season. As people know, Hugh Jackson joined the staff of the Cincinnati Bengals prior to the Browns playing the Bengals twice in the season. So I think what's happened here in Baker Mayfield's quotes after it happened the first time, were kind of all in point. You sort of saw his true colors there. This guy was in our locker room, knew everything about us, was coaching us up, and now he's in our major competitor's locker room doing the same thing for them. He felt there was some traitorism, there was some betrayed loyalty there, and again, You know, coaches can do what they want. They have offset in their contracts. If they want to work for a friend, if they want to go work for someone else, that's certainly allowed. Just like a player that's cut goes and plays for a competitor because they want him. Uh, But in this situation, you have to look at the Baker Mayfield, Hugh Jackson. It didn't seem like Baker Mayfield necessarily hated Hugh Jackson as a coach. Uh, Played okay under him, had some good games. But the issue now is... He went to a competitor, and he went there in the middle of the season and took whatever, I guess, trade secrets against the Browns that didn't work in either game. And so that's why you see it. And not only from Baker Mayfield, you saw Demarius Randall sort of hand him the ball after an interception. I think that was locker room wide. We focus on Baker because he's the voice. He's that that player that speaks for the team. And speaking of that, listen, Baker Mayfield... To his credit, but he's going to get a lot of criticism for this over the years, says what's on his mind. Now, he'll back away, but he'll challenge people like he did Colin Coward, the radio host, where a lot of quarterbacks just kind of play the cliche game. So he'll challenge it and come after him. There's, some, there's an it about Baker Mayfield. I encourage people to listen to my podcast earlier this year with Jack Mills, the agent for Baker Mayfield, where he talks about this it factor how the Jets certainly were going to take him if he went to three, how the Patriots were going to move up to take him if they could somehow. A lot of teams wanted this guy. Of course, the Browns got him, and he's doing well for them. But this feud is sort of team and specific situation situated here because you have the Browns playing the Bengals twice after the head coach of the Browns goes to the Bengals. Just a crazy scene. Hope you enjoy the podcast, Eric. Always happy to answer your question. And uh, that's an interesting one about our old friend, Mister Hugh Jackson and Baker Mayfield. Now, another word from Bet Online. We got everything going now. We got college football bowl season. We've got all these, you know, the the semifinals coming off with Clemson favored by eleven in the Orange Bowl, Alabama favored by fourteen uh, over uh, Oklahoma. Those games lead to a championship game on January 7th. All is on the line. So go online, use your mobile phone, we'll sign up today at betonline.ag and try in-game live betting. You can participate with all the action every single play. That's promo code PODCAST1, 50% sign-up bonus. betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports podcast. Listen, I always appreciate you guys that follow me on Twitter, that give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts, because rankings and comments are truly appreciated. Hope you enjoyed this Brant's Rants edition of the Business of Sports podcast, and we'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Happy New Year and a safe and healthy New Year to everyone out there. This is Andrew Brandt. Thanks for listening to the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also get additional insider insight by listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and College Draft Podcast, all at rostucker.com or wherever podcasts are found.